50 days and there's going to have a lot of a negative campaign. Hello and welcome to the Asian American Forward podcast. Today, Don is joining us again from New York City, as we can see from the beautiful background. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. It is still morning for you, right? Yeah, it's morning, but I have finished one assignment already. Travel like two hours in Manhattan areas and coming back to the New Jersey and for this podcast. Busy, busy, busy. And it's really crunch time, getting to be crunch time for you for the campaign. So thank you for continuing to make time for our weekly conversations. I always enjoy it. That's it's a pleasure for me to talk to you every time with uncertainty before the program. And we can talk anything. <laughs> we don't have a rehearsal. Just pick up a subject. We can talk about it. And I enjoy it. This is our bread and butter business. And so we today um, are talking about, um, you're in full campaign mode. So we wanted to talk today about political scandals, um, particularly um, sex scandals um, in politics. Uh, That's just kind of an issue that has continued to come up um, throughout history, but particularly in the last few years um, since we saw the Me Too movement, um, which started in roughly 2018. So uh, just a little bit of background for our listeners in case they don't, um, are, they aren't familiar with Me Too. Um, so it largely started as uh, like a series of women coming forward against um, a generally workplace um, sexual abuse and assault, um, particularly in the entertainment industry. So the, the highest profile case there, right, is the Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, who is a big uh, film producer. Um, and... So the general trend, though, is that these kinds of scandals tend to happen in high pressure, high power differential workplaces. Um, So which makes politics another one of those um, careers where there are a lot of high profile um, scandals. Recently, we've had Governor Cuomo of of New York has had um, uh, one or two um, scandals. More than that. that. Yeah. You're following it more closely than me, I'm sure. Um, and I can also list a handful of like workplace scandals that have happened in not all of them sexual assault, but that have happened in like media and podcasting in the last year. Um, but we won't get into that. So I wanted to just like get all of our cards out on the table at the beginning and talk about what kind of your experience been. You've been in politics for a long time. So how have you sort of like um engage with these kinds of scandals what's been your role and like uh has your have you noticed changes has your perspective changed over the years yeah i think it's a political scandal especially sex scandal is has been hanging around for all politicians it's just like a sword over their head for a long long time almost <laughs> Every famous politician is to have some kind of a relationship related to the sexual scandal. That's the quite a tragedy. And uh, in my mind, the, the first sex scandal is uh, from uh, uh, the House Speaker Newt Gingrich, and then it's uh, coming back, uh, uh, coming after is uh, Bill Clinton, and then it's uh, from uh, uh, <laughs> it's almost uh, from uh, recently it's uh, uh, Cuomo, and then it's. Uh, 
now it's in the New York City, the candidate, there have some other people, it's just got a lot of allegation, especially for the Supreme Court, you just mentioned 2018 nomination for the Justice uh, Brian, the, uh, what's the last name? The Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, it's the Brett Kavanaugh, it's the, the scandal and allegation. And also mm-hmm. that one, because the, I do have a legal background, so it's uh, every Supreme Court uh, nomination is uh, all my interest. Uh, so it's, uh, I watched it from uh, uh, Thomas, Justice Thomas, the case too. Right. This is the two comparison. Thomas, the case is uh, have a much more graphic description of how Thomas has did, has did for the woman. But uh, for the Kavno, it's uh, just... Uh, like a Hersey description, but uh, looks like a high school kid. Some have a fun time, or it's a little bit uh, over drink. That kind of things uh, over 20, 30 years. That's the pretty remote allegation. So for that part, you can see this uh, uh, kind of a political lies of uh, sexual assault or harassment, those kind of things is my personal opinion. But uh, in overall, Democratic Party or it's a liberal or progressive has taken this pretty serious. Me Too movement actually is, uh, uh, I think it's they have a deep roots of the, in this uh, uh, society because the man has a lot of uh, power in every industry. They are taking the board position. They are CEO. So it's pretty easy to access the, and give the favor to whoever in exchange of a sexual favor. Those kind of things happen every day. The Me Too movement kind of bring up people's awareness of how deep and how far this society has gone that direction. So it's a, uh, that's the, the topic I really want to listen to yours as a young female is a personal experience. For me, it's the where originally in the past 10 years, my thinking has been a little bit of shift. From very beginning, I said, oh, I hate the, the, the people take advantage of a young girls, young women in the workplace. But now it's mm-hmm. a, I'm a kind of a little bit tired of the allegation. It's a, it's a little bit over. I know it's a, some is the the true, some is uh, factually it's the no problem. It's a, this the problem exists, but uh, overall now it's a medium cheese. This kind of a news and uh, exaggerated some stories. I think it's a, maybe a little bit over the line. I think it's a, maybe some kind of a balance going to coming up very soon. Well, it kind of like um, segues like really nicely into the next like thing I wanted to talk about, which is that there's kind of this fundamental um, tension at the center of all, all like sexual assault and even like um, abusive workplace type scandals that don't involve like um, sexual assault, just like other kind of abusive behavior. Um, There's this kind of balance in between like justice and appropriate consequences and wanting to protect vulnerable people, whether that means like young women in workplaces who are not, don't have as much power and maybe like taken advantage of. Um, So we have to kind of balance like 
uh, respect for victims of sexual assault with this kind of legal principle of innocent until proven guilty. Um, And so I was wondering how you kind of like think through navigating those tensions. Yeah, this is a very, very uh, challenging uh, question. From the spectrum, from very light, uh, the part to the criminal part. There's a whole different uh, scenarios. You're coming from a touch your back. It's okay. Hug is good. Or just uh, touch anybody's parts. Some people it's the, have a hug, but uh, people doesn't want to be hugged. So those kind of things start from very beginning and then go to the verbal come in session and then it's the, uh, say, give some hint or it's the, even invite the female colleague to go to the lunch or dinner. Those kind of things are becoming the whole spectrum. And then it's a, give some hint, say it's the, if you don't do this, I don't give you a job, I don't raise you and, until it's a, use the force or coercion to, to force people to do something. That's the whole spectrum. It's very, mm-hmm. very challenging for the male for the leader for the senior people who has a control of the money and the position even in the, in my daily life i must still got the trouble it's the whatever it's the, even you want to make a friendship they may got a different perception so that's kind of a challenge for the all female or senior people that's the my concern at this moment i don't know it's the uh on your part what's your opinion but at least from my part it's a very very challenging to to cross uh, uh the entire spectrum to make sure your every move uh in your workplace in your relationship to the opposite sex and uh, it's pretty hard sometimes you want to show sincere uh friendship and the people mm-hmm. in misinterpretation or maybe you really like someone but uh, something is couldn't develop that's the things that i really don't don't have exactly how to manage this relationship it's so challenging for this country especially in the uh in the political arena it's so Mm -hmm. challenging you have to work very closely with your staff but the most uh, most time your staffing uh, supporting staff is a young female clerk level and then you have to work very closely like an hourly basis uh, even every minute chase to get the things done those kind of things is uh, uh, make you pretty challenged to, to work with people yeah I mean I think also you make a really good point about like each case is so so different like there is a a variety of like um kind of uh even like when you were talking about uh Clarence Thomas versus um sort of Brett Kavanaugh and the accusations against both of those men both of whom did end up on the Supreme Court anyway which I think is (laughs) something to something to make note of that that the allegations whether or not people believe they were true didn't really stick to them in any way that kind of led to permanent consequences. Um, you know, Kavanaugh's case was an accusation that was decades old. It was at a party. It wasn't a workplace, like largely what we've been yeah. focused on is workplace abuse. It wasn't a workplace situation. Um, it was just, um, you know, not just cause that sounds minimizing, but it was, it was 
um, like more of a social situation. Um, And it was a one-time event versus Clarence Thomas. I forget the name of the woman who accused him. Uh, Nina or Nina or Tina, something like that. Yeah. I might just have to Google it. But so that was like a workplace situation. And I think also what's really interesting is just looking at um, how differently, like just the public responded. Anita Hill, that's her name. Yeah. How differently the public responded um, to those allegations even though uh it seems likely that the anita hill allegations were um not that you can really rate these crimes in terms of seriousness um but like the allegations that anita hill was bringing forward were much more serious um than than what was brought against brett kavanaugh and the way that she was treated in the hearings is completely different um joe biden was actually on he he was a member of the judiciary committee at that time right and was kind of responsible for cross-examining her if i remember correctly yeah you're right yeah so um i'm not sure where i'm going with this but i do think that there's a level at which we kind of have to consider each case like on its own merits and think about like everything on a situation by situation basis And I think also you raise a really good point about um, like workplaces where you are really close. I've been watching a a binging a TV show on Apple TV called The Morning Show, um, which is loosely based on the Matt Lauer scandal at the Today Show. So Matt Lauer was a host and it came out that he had um, kind of had several inappropriate sexual relationships, um, coercive with women on uh, staffers on the Today Show and he was fired. so it kind of follows a similar Jennifer Aniston plays like a, a TV show, morning show host who, you know, wakes up one day and her co-host has been fired because of similar allegations. And she has to get up on the morning news and say, you know, my co-host has been fired for, for this reason. And so it kind of is examining sort of the aftermath for the people on the show, for the hosts. Um, and so I think also I want to talk a little bit about like, this is sort of a, I guess, a concept of, of workplaces in general. Um, like, how can we make healthier um, environments that kind of don't lead to this sort of power differential or even just the intensity of, like, how, I, I'm curious if you see a way that we can, like, um, try to prevent these situations from even happening in the way that we structure our workplaces or in the way that we think about, like, how, um, campaigns, for example, are organized? Yeah, at least uh, for myself, also based on my experience, uh, uh, one side is the how I personally make a political or ethnical judgment about the sexual scandal or it's the uh, view of other people is uh, when we listen or uh, get news from a media, someone got uh, the uh, exposure of the sexual scandal stories uh, um, the in general is uh, now uh, I just want to cool down myself calm down don't do any re- response or is uh, any uh, common until maybe three days four days five days later with more aspect exposure to the media and then it's the we can see that the, the things from more 
uh, angle is uh, sometimes it's a uh, consensus involved, sometimes it's the uh, 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 allegation is now true. Those kind of things is uh, give you more rooms to make a judgment. And also, uh, I used to be try to set up a pretty high standard for the politician. Now it's uh, published after Trump. It's Trump have so many allegations and so truthful, a lot of facts there. But the people uh, in, especially for this society, they accept whatever, even that the, have paid the money to the people to sell the, their the story. Those kind of things, the people start getting used to it. So it's uh, for myself, it's kind of a, you cannot set up a too high standard for the politician. They are human mm. beings. Sometimes, sometimes uh, it's happened, and especially there's a consensual relationship. And also, uh, at the long end, you're looking for his other part of a work. And also, public response now is uh, doesn't impact their election result anymore, or not, at least not much both locally and uh, nationally. It's the people mm -hmm. try to smear uh, political opponent by the digging their dirt and try to find their girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, and whatever the relationship they try to go through the uh, sexual the relationship. Now it's a, don't have a too much impact. And uh, from this perspective, I'm a, a little bit... Uh, uh, linear or tolerant for the politician on this aspect. I don't know if it's uh, right or wrong, but at least I have to honestly acknowledge my ethical standard on this part mm -hmm. in kind of a dramatic drop. But at the meantime, for myself, I just try to uh, keep working relationship separate from friendship always the, even go further. It's just a very strictly just a, for yourself. That's the only choice. Just say, you cannot even see, hey, Katie, you're pretty or you're beautiful. Those kind of things is that I couldn't even say, I don't know what's the perspective or reaction the people are going to respond. So it's a, for me, it's the, I have to treat people very, very professionally instead of mm -hmm. a, go to cross the friendship line. I, so I'm curious. I'm, that's really interesting. I think you're right. It is. I hadn't really thought about the fact that, um, like, at this point, if you if you think back to like the late 20th century, kind of sex scandals, it would completely tank your political yeah. um, career. I mean, the Lewinsky scandal effectively ended um, Clinton's presidency. There were other things yeah. going on. I think that like contributed to that. But I'm trying to remember. There was another guy. Um, who he had it was the consensual affair and it he was running for president in the primary in a primary and i can't remember his name um but also it it ended his political career it was pre-clinton by just a little bit anyway yeah my whole point is that um so it's interesting that like we have so much more awareness of these scandals, but they tend to have less of an impact. But I wanted to also follow up on something that you said, which is that you, po politicians are human beings. Yes, definitely agree. But do you think that as public servants, they should be held to a higher standard than the average kind of person? 
I absolutely, that's, that part I didn't change. Any public figures or politicians, uh, because they have a control of the public resources and they have a much power than private citizen. So mm-hmm. the, on the ethnical standard and because they touch public resources, so they have to maintain some much higher public trust if, if uh, he or she couldn't uh, maintain the much higher faithful relationship to uh, his or her family, to the existing relationship, and also it's the, uh, to the public just uh, take advantage of his political power. And uh, that kind of things, uh, he or she deserves some public criticize or it's impeachment or it's take away from uh, his or her power. That's the for sure. That's the, uh, but we have to, as you mentioned before, uh, guilty until proved, uh, the, the innocent until proved guilty. That part mm-hmm. is uh, now is uh, a little bit uh, challenger because the media is uh, tend to just uh, describe whatever the exposure of a scandal just uh, by presumpt this guy is uh, guilty. So that's very, very hard after mm-hmm sexual scandal story, whatever the allegation exposed to the world, it's very hard to recover. That's why this uh, still can be the uh, most uh, powerful weapon uh, during the election season. That's why it's the, 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 I mean, the, the New York City is going to mm-hmm. be very, very intense in the next uh, like a 50 days. And there's going to have a lot of a negative campaign, a lot of a sto- stories, even sex stories too. Yeah, well, the court of public opinion definitely um, moves much more quickly than the actual court system. Um, I'm wondering also, I do want to ask, like, why you think uh, these scandals tend to have less of an impact on election results these days? Yeah, my, and just that I want to repeat it because uh, uh, everyone know. Trump had did a lot of a sex scandal. It's a lot of a uh, the, the the girls' allegation, but mm-hmm. uh, he seems uh, walked away freely without any impact to the uh, his political career or it's uh, whatever mm-hmm. the goal he want. So it's a, that standard gives some people almost universally reduce the people's the, the high bar, the lower the bar to everyone, the perception to the politician. It's overall because they can say do some comparison with Trump with the, mm-hmm. all the previous the uh, politicians, so it's a uh, people intend have a much more tolerance, especially for the history and the historical or it's a past like a ten years uh, previous experience or sex scandal, and uh, the more harmful. Uh, impact is the uh, sexual scandal or harassment during the the immediately office or is the uh, within the political power. Those kind of things mm-hmm. still is uh, uh, very challenging. Just like a Como, Como is the current employee, his secretary and his uh, staffers, the uh, campaign uh, PR person is all filed a complaint. Those kind of is very serious. Oh. That's why is the the people have some uh, uh, much more <coughs> the, the, the anger or entrust to, to him. That's my understanding. 
Yeah, I think also there is something about like whether or not we're expect like what the expectations of each individual who's accused, like that how that affects them. Because I think in the case of Trump, um, I'm not sure it was exactly surprising for anyone that he yeah. has a lot of allegations against him. He's been in the public eye, you know, for a lot for many decades and kind of has a reputation of being a little bit of a sleazy guy. And yeah. so perhaps it allegations didn't stick to him as much because that was part of his whole persona was that you know he was kind of untouchable and he could say or do whatever he wanted um and so whereas if you have someone like i mean joe joe biden has had a few allegations against him that haven't really stuck which i think is interesting because for him he's got kind of this sort of like affable grandpa kind of like yeah. persona and so you would think that people would be more jarred by that do you have like a an opinion about um sort of the various scandals that have tried and failed to sort of take joe biden down yeah uh, uh the one example you, you just mentioned with uh, joe biden's uh, sexual scandal that's kind of things that you have to uh judge him by the the whole content the, the, the number one He's uh, very, very old already. And I don't he he has any sexual desires from his uh, personal experience, but just uh, show friendship and maybe just uh, take a little bit of advantage of the kiss people, touch people, those kind of things. But uh, that's the, the compare with uh, Trump. That's the real sexual relationship. Those kind of things are totally different. This is just uh, on the very surface. And maybe make a couple of uh, young ladies, girls, they, they feel uncomfortable. But the uncomfortable level didn't go through the sexual harassment that level yet. That's why it's the, uh, I lean to the more tolerant uh, Joe Biden's uh, any behaviors. And also it's the, those kind of uh, on the public uh, picture, photo, video, those kind of things that people can judge. There's not too much content there, just a very close, uh, intimate, uh, one second, two second, the, the action. So uh, I personally mm-hmm. think that's the people acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm also curious, like as a much younger person talking to an older person, uh, like if you notice kind of generational gaps even on the campaigns that you've worked on, um, by how people respond to these kinds of allegations? Yeah, I think it's the very, very uh, interesting question. It's the, I do pay a lot of very close attention within our campaign team among the, the all uh, the people I working with, uh, especially with the donors, with the, uh, the campaign stuff. Huh. With all I'm the having people. trouble yeah. hearing you. Hello. Yeah. I think I think Siri's trying to join the conversation. Oh Jesus! Okay, let's cut off here. Okay, <laughs> I'll repeat it from here. Sure. I think it's from my experience during the campaign. It's our campaign, entire campaign team, probably is like seventy people, and over ninety percent is a young generation people like you, twenty to thirty age round. Mm-hmm. For the uh, the the. Sexual harassment is the number one priority in our campaign team to make sure it's a, we build a very positive culture within campaign. People treat each other uh, with respect, 
with the, the uh, kind of a professional relationship instead of a, uh, developing because the power within the company is a very, very dramatic, uh, big. Because if you are director on the one part, you are almost control million dollars budget and uh, hire the people, fire the people very easily. And uh, because mm-hmm. the campaign team is not like a working environment, it's all people coming from different uh, uh, background and quickly assem- assembling into one group to focus on elected one person. That means Andrew for us, but uh, each other, we don't know too, too well each other before the campaign. So it's, uh, we have to quickly uh, celebrate together. And the relationship you need uh, quickly to build a trust. But if you build a trust, somehow it's a friendship and the outside working relationship is, can be developed. That's why our campaign team is a very, very careful and also put on the top priority to treat the young people, either you are male or female with the highest respect. For me, mm-hmm. I'm pretty, pretty easy going and just focus on my part of job and treat my assistant colleague with respect. And also uh, English is still my second language. So even make a joke, I still don't know which joke is going to cross line or it's the improper. So it's, I try to don't talk over the phone too much. If in person I can talk, people can immediately respond to my feeling and- uh, Right my intention, but over the phone, in the Zoom, sometimes I just try to hesitate, don't make a joke at all. Um, Just out of curiosity, is the campaign mostly men or mostly women or about half and half? I think it's the we try to build a a campaign culture to reflect the New York City. So it's our campaigns, uh, we have a campaign manager is uh, uh, the, gay and the campaign uh, co-manager is a Indian American woman and also it's the uh, I think it's uh, almost one third is a woman for sure and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, male female is uh, pretty balanced and also it's an ethnic group is pretty balanced that's the the, the kind of a culture we try to build uh, the campaign team to reflect the New York City's reality, the, the uh, demographics, uh, demographically. That's mm-hmm. pretty interesting because it's a uh, used to uh, politician or campaign team is the uh, most uh, assembled by the white uh, gay guys, the very powerful people, but now it's the change already. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to ask one last question before we wrap up, which is we've been talking mostly about American politics, but I'm curious if how how do sex scandals play out in China? Have they had sort of a me a me too type kind of movement in recent years there? Do you notice any similarities or differences that are worth talking about? Yeah, I think it's the sex. It's a kind of a universal it's the link to the politics uh, regarded either in America, in China, any country, as long as you have political power, there's always related to the sex because uh, on the one side, it's the 
that's the human being, the nature. On the other side, there's a lot of uh, young women, they seeking for the political position, career. So they tend to uh, around the uh, powerful politician and they can get a better treatment. But in China, it's the same thing. It's the, this kind of things happen. The only thing different is a uh, uh, Me Too movement in China. It's almost nothing. There's no such kind of things at all. The only mm-hmm. thing is the political opponent that use this kind of a sex scandal to secretly videotape those people on the political opponent and the release to the public. And then it's a, if those kind of things happen, your political career is going to die. That's the, the only things I think uh, either uh, woman or female, they got a uh, sexual harassment or it's the uh, slavery, those kind of things is that you have to go through the media, go to the social media publicly. And also mm-hmm. at the one side you go there, but the, the second condition, you have to have a political backup. You are you do it. Otherwise, the if people in control, they can immediately sell the, all the media to, to sell the story. There is no way they can release to the public. So it's mm. you end up with the silence. Mm. So it's a lot more like, in, well, I guess informal maybe is not the right word, but like you, you won't see the sort of like, massive kind of New York Times expose, obviously, right? Like Ronan Farrow has kind of made a career of like writing these sort of Me Too stories. I think he was with the New Yorker, Um, but- No way, there's in China, there's no way. It's uh, generally it's a public or it's a media, it's uh, still controlled by the one party, communist party. Mm -hmm. So they can pick and choose whatever the story they wanted. And uh, most times the uh, uh, sexual scandal, either in the entertainment industry or in the political uh, the, the, uh, position, the people, their politicians, they mm-hmm. pick whatever they want to destroy. Always they destroyed already. They just list uh, there is the crime, the crime one, crime two to the 10. And uh, one of it must be the sexual scandal for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there a big difference in how the public responds to these kinds of allegations or is it pretty similar? Uh, no, different. It's the, because uh, in China, people is used to whoever the political loser, there's always a, a list of a woman or list of a sex scandal there. So mm-hmm. the public has been, has used to it. They don't have too much response. And if they have a response, they don't have a platform to opinion themselves. Well, very interesting uh, to talk about this and kind of hear from your experience. We'll wrap it up there for this week. John, thank you for joining me as usual. Thank you, Katie. I don't know whether opinion is the the political correct or is the incorrect, but I just uh, telling you from my personal political experience and observation and the, the change of myself, hopefully the people either agree with me or not agree with me. I really don't care, but I just truly appreciate that we pick this topic so that we can go through ourselves. Yeah, well, we will wrap it up there. My name is Katie Simpson. Our podcast is sponsored by Asian American Forward. You can visit our website at www.asianamericanforward.com. 
If you enjoyed the show this week or have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode, send us your comments at info at AsianAmericanForward.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook and hear more conversations between Don and I at our YouTube channel. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. It really helps people find the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.